When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's refreshing to see you can kind of go down the checklist and you can say, GM, good job. Manager, good job. Bench coach, good job. First and third base coaches, good job. Players, good job. Role players. You're talking about every single category just showing up and getting the job done. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0-Take, where we talk all things Major League Baseball. Here's Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. It all starts right now. Welcome back to the 3-0-Take. This is episode 248. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate. Oh, oh, let's go, Braves. Uh... Wow. World Series champion, Atlanta Braves. How does that sound? It sounds pretty cool, man. It sounds pretty cool, honestly. Like just, just as a baseball fan, it's, no, it's... That's what I'm thinking. It's refreshing. It really yeah. is. I think so, too. And, oh, man, just raw reactions. Um, uh, this is about as raw as you're going to get, folks. Like I'm sure yeah. other podcasts are waiting until tomorrow to kind of let things settle. No, that's not how we do things here. We we dive yeah. head first. It is maybe, I mean, we're we're talking like minutes, really, mm-hmm. since this thing ended and got wrapped up yeah. within the hour, honestly. So yeah, we're we're just jumping right in. Yeah, man. Um, this it was just it was Braves all the way from the jump. Let me be the first to congratulate you, as I'm sure there'll be a long list of listeners uh, in line ready to congratulate you. But Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> the correct prediction of Braves in six. Let's go. Look, we can throw out all the other incorrect predictions. Throw those out the window. Yeah. The one, the one that matters most you got right. World Series one. So, Yes, sir. When it comes down to the the big decisions, if if you're putting money down on certain bets in the future, next season and beyond, I got you. It, wait, wait for the big moment, and Nate <laughs> has your back. Uh, what's so funny? What's so funny is that Paige's dad texted me about ten minutes before the game started, and he goes, "Hey, real quick, I'm I'm going in on like a pool with a bunch of people." It's a $25 buy-in. He's like, just on this game, he goes, take your emotions out of it. Take your heart out of it. Who's going to win it? I stuck with the prediction. I love that. I love that. But I had the incorrect score. So this is what it is. I mean, look, at the end of the day, they're taking home the trophy. Like That's the important thing. Yeah. I told him him 6-4. Clearly nowhere near. But (laughs) not even close. Yeah. Um, No, man, just just from the jump – we talked about it last episode that Max Fried hadn't been doing ace things his last couple times out on the mound. He wasn't doing what an ace should be doing. And I believe he delivered tonight. Pretty Max Fried, safe to say. Yeah, let me be the first to apologize. Look, 
I, I'm really, I really shouldn't even be apologizing because I, I just acknowledged the fact last episode, literally like 24 hours ago from this recording, I said going into game six, Braves fans are probably going in with a little bit of blind faith there, just trusting that he'll do what he is supposed to do. But it's tough, man. When you make these starts in the postseason, you have a bad outing here, there. It's hard. Like those redemption games are huge, and that's what this was for him. And he more than delivered. Yeah, more than delivered. Hundred percent. And you know, early in the game, he was kind of shaky, um, falling behind quite a bit. A weird play uh, in the first inning with. Dude, can the, we talk about that for a the second? Flip. Um, you know, if you were listening to the broadcast, Smoltz actually nailed it. it it's kind of on Freed. Freddie has the ball. Freddie's ready to give Freed the ball. And Freed's just not looking at him. Like, he's just staring at the bag, beelining it. And Freddie's like, uh, uh, uh. And then has to do like a last second overhand flip. And it's all just, it, it happened weird. Um, what's weird is that he was out. He was out. As, as much as Freed messed up on that play... Brantley didn't touch the bag, and as Freed's coming down, as he's like falling to the ground, his glove touches the bag, and he's out. And they didn't challenge. But am I am I wrong in saying that they have two challenges? I thought they had two challenges in in. Uh, I don't know if it's the whole postseason, but I think it was at least the championship series and the World Series, where each team had two challenges. Could be wrong. So I'm gonna put out a disclaimer here. I had to attend an event tonight with my wife. Don't fret. I was I was locked into the game. I even had to the event was so packed. I had to set my phone down for this because it, <laughs> that it's about to get intense. The event was so packed that you know how like when when you have a group of people, a large group of people fighting for the same Wi-Fi signal, it's like, "All right, yeah. let me let me flip that off. Let me just go data. Let yeah. me just go LTE 5 whatever it is, 5G." I flipped that. I I flipped the Wi-Fi off. The data wasn't even working. I'm like, yeah. well, this isn't working. So many, I'm gonna was, need to. There's probably a few hundred people there, huh? Uh, more, more than a few hundred people. Yes. Wow. And so I needed to just beeline for the parking lot. Like, yeah. And it wasn't even the closest parking lot either. I had to book it. I was like, I guess the signal is still weak here. So I had yeah. to book it for the lower lot, and I'm sitting there standing there. People are like walking by me. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? I'm like sitting there <laughs> watching the World Series game on my phone, like a loser. But I had to, I had to stay locked in. Yeah, and so I was for you guys, by the way, for the listeners. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, yeah, I'll catch, yeah. like, I'll catch the majority of it when I can. But yeah. like, I'll, I'll get the 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 gist. If this of it was later. a game two. I don't think you're you're really watching it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Game two, uh, tough. <laughs> Um, but with that said, I, similar to you for a lot of these games, had to catch it on mute. Yeah. Uh, wasn't able to have the audio up, so I wasn't able to catch, um, the commentary on things. I wasn't necessarily able to catch the, the, the certain outcomes on certain plays. Yeah. Um, but with this, walk me through this, uh, spike play because I saw that, um, I, I mean, I, from what I saw, I'm thinking, and I even tweeted about it, Max Fried's career had to have flashed before his eyes. Oh, right I know, there. right? That well, was terrifying. First off, we got to thank Michael Brantley for wearing rubber the cleats. Molded. The molds. Yeah. Not rocking the spikes. I think that's what saved Max Fried. But 
as far as this play goes and and i'm sure most people you know you watch this over and over again and you're used to it and there are times where you take it for granted but this isn't the easiest play uh, especially as a lefty on the mound he's falling third base side when he finishes and even freed falls i would say more than the average pitcher so he's falling that way ball to first he's kind of just straight lining it and what pitchers are taught is to kind of straight line maybe five feet in front of the bag and then almost run parallel with the the runner to get that part of the bag so he's not we don't want the pitcher to go across the bag in a possible collision we want the pitcher to kind of get even with the foul line and work his way up the foul line freed i think was just so locked in in the first couple and i think just so amped up in the first couple innings that he's just like staring at the bag and he's booking it. And Freddie has the ball and he's like, um, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And then he finally just kind of gives this overhand flip instead of the easy lead him. It should be the pitchers are taught bag, ball, bag. Yep. That's what their eyes need to be doing. They need to find the bag, find the ball, catch the ball, and then find the bag again. It was just a little late on Freed's part. Um, and so he finally gets the ball. And, and at that point, his eyes are too late. And he's just kind of stabbing around with his with his foot, and that's where he comes up short. And and, uh, and Brantley's doing what he's supposed to do. I don't want to say I don't want to hear anything about Brantley doing anything sketchy here. This he's going to where his toes are touching the front of the bag. It's what every base runner's taught. So he you, did what he was supposed to do. If you go to the to back of the bag, you're talking you're about Brantley's career yeah. flashing before. Exactly, his exactly. Top of the bag, we saw um, you know Bryce Harper a couple years ago. I know it was a slick night, but he skidded across the top of the bag and hyperextended his knee and flipped over, you know? So everything was done correctly except on Freed's part, not working the line, not finding the ball early enough. Um, what's odd is that, you know, Walt Weiss hopped on the phone right away with upstairs and Snicker immediately just said, no, keep going, keep rolling. No challenge here. Uh, but Freed worked out of the jam. And, it, and it's what's weird is that I feel like it helped him. What's weird is that he needed to kind of get that adrenaline to stop for a second. Yep. You know, as he gets point. spiked, he's kind of limping around for a second. Trainer, trainers are out there. Snicker comes out to the mound. They're like, all right, hop on the mound and throw a few pitches just to see what it feels like. And I think it kind of just like it brought him back down to earth. You know, I think he was floating up there for the first inning and it just it brought him back down and it allowed him to focus up. Um, he worked out of that jam. He did okay the next inning, nothing crazy. And then after that, he was just dominant, just dominant. Um, they talked about his fastball usage, was way down the last two starts. He was, I mean, first two times through the lineup, I think he was near 50% fastball usage. So just commanding that and the slider works from there. He did what he was supposed to do. He did a great job. Travis Darno, great job calling the game. I mean, everything was done spot on on that part. Yeah, going back to that adrenaline thing, I was I was thinking the same thing because on a on a scale that grand, to your point, adrenaline is coursing. Oh, like you're not even you're numb. You exactly, you are absolutely numb. And so when something like that happens, in a weird way, I'm of course I'm speculating here because I've never been on on that level before. But in in similar experiences at stages I've been at. I can I can relate in the sense that when you're on a when you're on a stage like that and something 
abnormal happens in this sense, yeah. a potential injury, a, a, a close call there, you then become hyper-focused on that. Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, I need to make sure I'm good here. I need to make sure I can yeah. get Your off priorities the Priorities change like a, a little bit. Right. Yeah. And you're not thinking about the, the crowd noise. You're not thinking about yeah. what's at stake. You're not thinking about how this is a redemption game for you. Yeah. You really zero in on what's going on right there. And even just what he, he, he came back obviously, but once you take those few minutes to kind of recover, catch your breath a little bit, then you kind of peel back that layer of anxiety and, and any nervousness that you have yeah. because you're sitting there thinking, okay, I've, I've, I've hit the reset button, albeit wasn't in right. exactly in the way that I would like to have done it. But I've hit the reset button, time to refocus and hit my spots. And fortunately, he was able to keep cruising. Yeah, and I mean, like even uh, quarterbacks kind of talk about that. Or, you know, if it's the first start of the year or their first career start or whatever it may be, they don't feel like they're a part of the game yet until they get hit, until they get knocked down. That first time getting knocked down, they're like, oh, whew, okay, it's over with. Now I can settle in, right? There's got to be something similar for pitchers. Obviously, we're not in a contact sport, but it's got to be something similar to where it's, it can be that breath of, okay, now I can settle through. And, and maybe it is finishing the first inning. Maybe it is getting your first strikeout or just even the first batter out of the way. Maybe that allows the pitcher to settle in. But for Freed, it was this. It was this weird blessing in disguise ankle play. And I mean, obviously, not to keep going on and on about it, but I, honestly, when I saw that, my, my heart sank a little bit because I'm like... It, that would have sucked. Honestly, all, that would have broke my heart. All things considered, yeah, you hate to see him go down, and yeah. it's a it's a potential clinching game, and you, you take that into account. But some of the, I mean, some of these poor poor kids on the Braves, man, it's like you got to think yeah. about their future. Like, yeah, it, it sucks if it if something happened tonight and it prevents them from contributing. But I mean, some of these things can can take you out for a while. Unfortunately, yeah. I, I don't know if. I don't. Do we know if Brantley regularly wears molded spikes? Because if for whatever reason that know. was not the case tonight, or if, yeah. if it was just a one-off thing, uh, <laughs> we need to be thanking the baseball gods yeah. because fortunately everybody came out okay. But look, I mean, really, just I, I think that was just an example of things going the Braves' way tonight. Right. I I did not feel any any and and I mentioned this a couple episodes ago. When the when the Astros just looked lifeless, it I just didn't feel like there was really any point during the game tonight where the Astros were like we were pushing this seven. I, it really it really didn't. Yeah, no, I I was thinking along the same lines, and I was kind of thinking like it just seemed like they were waiting for someone else. No one wanted to be that guy to do something. Yeah, they were waiting for someone else to get something going, so everyone else can fall in line. And I, I think when you talk about the differences in performances between the two teams, we're talking about role players on the Braves that did what they're supposed to do. Not all role players were hot at the right moment. Not all, not all role players were doing things all the time. They weren't the star, but you talk about the MVP. That's a role player. He's a fourth outfielder, a mid season acquisition, mid season acquisition, fourth outfielder DH didn't play a couple of the games missed part of the postseason with COVID. Like, you were talking about a role player showing up and doing what he's supposed to do, right? 
and I looked at the Astros and I was like, none of the role players are really doing their thing. But at the same time, your core guys weren't doing anything. Correa, Bregman, Jordan, all sleepy, all going through the motions. Um, Maldonado has a, you know started to find barrels the last couple games, but you're not you're not putting him in there for for the way he hits. Um, Kyle Tucker did did some okay stuff, played some pretty solid defense, but for the most part, like nobody really did their thing. And I I want I'm not gonna say the Astros' success was totally on their core, but I would say it's it was more on their core than it was for the Braves. The core didn't have to stress and pull the load as much on the Braves. Role players showed up at different times. I mean, Jock Peterson did his thing all month, right? Didn't really do much in the World Series, and that's okay because he's a role guy. Eddie Rosario, freak show in the in the uh, championship series. Awesome in the beginning of the World Series, and then he kind of fizzled off a little bit. It's okay, he's a role guy. Soler is going to step up now. Soler is going to be that guy, right? It's just all these pieces, you know, Dansby, I don't know if I would have considered him a, a core guy before this postseason. You may see him as a as a core piece moving into next year. For me, he's kind of that tweener. He's not a core guy, but he's also not a role player. But he showed up and started doing clutch things. I you would agree. I, mean? I I would agree with you from a a showing out perspective, but in terms of team perception i think most braves fans if not all uh, yeah. braves fans would would label him as part of i think when, so they, too. when they think braves they think dansby and and it's understandable but i think so too from a but pre- when you're when you're looking at that from the from the opposition and you're looking at that lineup dansby's not the guy that scares you right? sure yeah um defensively he did pretty well these last couple games but overall you don't see him as like a top five defender so for me he's just like i said he's one of those tweeners but I just I look at this team and I'm like, it, I I feel happy because of the way this team is was built, the way this team has has put everything together, the stuff this team has overcome throughout the year, the fact that they weren't even a 500 ball club in in the beginning of August. Like we're talking about a team that, and Smoltz said it. He said when we won it in '95, we were supposed to. That was our job. In the 90s, we were supposed to win World Series games. That's That was our job. No one expected this team this year to win. Nobody. So you're talking about an organization that had the right pieces, made the right transactions, put the right coaches in the right positions. They literally did everything correct. And it's refreshing to see that you can, you can kind of go down the checklist and you can say, GM, good job. Manager, good job. Bench coach, good job. First and third base coaches, good job. Players, good job. Role players, good job. You can go down starting pitching, bullpen. You're talking about every single category just showing up and getting the job done. And that's what I think is the most refreshing part of of this Braves championship team is that they all did their job. And it was a selfless way about it, not trying to be a superstar. And it's, it's, Run by a superstar. Freddie Freeman is a superstar. Pay the man. He runs and is the face of that team, but he doesn't want to act or be like a superstar. He's just a regular dude who loves baseball. Let me drop a hot take right here, right now. I'm going to be the first to say it. The Atlanta Braves 
announced that their championship parade is Friday. If I'm the Atlanta Braves, I am announcing his extension Friday at the World Series parade. <laughs> it's happening Friday. Braves fans, prepare your hearts. Well, he hopped up. He actually hopped up on the on the stage. I think it was with MLB Network, and uh, he was quoted saying, "It means everything to put on that Braves uniform." Hopefully, I can continue to do that. I think in that same breath, he said, did I expect to be here without a contract? No. I think it was like just before the part that you, you said. Well, so I, Again, it's just it's a testament to the type of person he is and the type of guy he is. It's I think if you're talking about that caliber of player coming off of an MVP and not having a contract settled, that is a huge distraction. There's no other word for it. It's a distraction in probably 29 other other clubhouses with your face of franchise your guy not signed that's a distraction for everyone except that man that's what's cool about it that's what makes it that's what makes easy for me to be happy for this team to be happy for this organization because the face of this team did everything the right way has done everything the right way A-Rod actually made somewhat of a good point in the pregame stuff he left out a name, but he said there's been three faces to this franchise. And it was Dale Murphy, Chipper Jones, and Freddie Freeman. Kind of forgot about the King, but it's fine. <laughs> oh my God. What are you doing? <laughs> He's such an idiot. But Oh, my God. But I think that's what we're talking about, that, that torch passing. And when we, when we root for guys across the league to stay with their teams— you know, when we rooted for Nolan Arenado to hopefully stay with the Rockies because that torch was getting passed from Todd Helton, passed from a legend to a potential legend, right? That's what we kind of hope for. As much as we love free agency and trades and transactions and contract talk, Freddie Freeman belongs in the A. I don't want to see him. In, I Trust me, I would, I would be happier than anyone if he put on pinstripes. No. He belongs in with the Braves and he now, should not go anywhere else. The Yankees have already taken one face of a franchise. And I just said, I'd be happy. All I said was my emotion. I didn't say anything else I'm saying my emotion and you, you would do the same thing. Red Sox would be thrilled to have Freddie Freeman helm at the helm at first base. Any other yeah, but, organization would be, but he belongs no, with well, Atlanta. But to your point, I can, I can look at a guy like Freddie Freeman and Call it selfish, call it selfless, whatever you want to, however you want to label it. I can look at a guy like Freddie Freeman and I say, no, baseball is better with him there. Would I love mm -hmm. to have him on my team? Absolutely. But there are certain guys where it's like, you need to stay there and you never, you, you cannot leave. Yeah, you don't leave. need to wear anything else. You cannot leave. As much as I would love to have you. Yeah. And Freddie Freeman is one of those guys. And look, I know I predicted that this contract extend, extension is going to be announced on the stage at the World Series Parade. But at the end of the day, it is a business. I recognize that. I know Freddie knows that, and the organization knows that as well. But if this is the end for Freddie, I mean, what a way to go out. Yeah. What a way to go out. I think he's immortalized as a Brave no matter what the next step is. Absolutely. And the coolest thing about uh, just really the whole Freeman, uh, Freddie Freeman narrative from this past week, month, whatever you want to label it, uh, they were talking. They were talking to him about the contract uh, the other day, and like you said, it's a distraction. But he's he's handled it with grace. He's handled it with class, perfectly. A true pro's pro. But the the part that I loved, and 
there's probably not a lot of people that took note of this, but I picked up on it because I'm like that that is cool. Yeah. He was they were talking about how long he's been with the organization and he yeah. didn't say he didn't go back to his first day putting on the the jersey as a member of the Atlanta Braves. He said X amount of days or X amount of years ago, I put on a Braves jersey for like the GCL Braves or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like he he went back to the very first day and I'm like yeah. if you're this organization and you've got a guy that's aware enough to to view his tenure in this organization from the very big like he's able to acknowledge yeah. when it started and how it started and you know how much value he puts into putting that jersey on every day how do you not re-sign this guy yeah i agree i i don't think there's any question i i, I can't see them letting him slide it's i don't it's, i don't think it'll ever it's happen happening, it's happening friday i promise the, you the truth is they have plenty of money to play with to give him the money he deserves but he's also one of those guys that says, hey, let's make sure we have enough money left to do what we need to do as a team. That's the kind of guy he is. Um, more on Freddie getting his moments. Love that he was able to just absolutely drill a baseball to left center. Like that ball looks like it was hit by a right-handed hitter. And it's just soaring into that little that little porch jut out thing in left center. Um, the chop coming around third base. There's like eight dudes out of the dugout. Like half the <laughs> dugout is out. Fire me up. So Freddie happy Freeman. for him. Gets that. Ch- I've never seen that kind of emotion out of him. Never. Coming around third base. But my other perfect moment that the fact that there are baseball gods, man on first, two outs, ground ball to short. Dansby looks at second. Nope. Runner got too good of a jump. I have to throw this ball to first base. And Freddie is the one that gets to catch the final out. So Freddie is the one that gets to hang on to that ball. It fits perfectly. It is a it is a scripted ending. It's the way it needed to happen. Freddie is the freaking man. Freddie got what he deserved tonight. And I told Paige this. She's trying to watch more. She's trying to learn as much as she can. She's asking questions. And I know that she can relate when she knows about the players a little bit more, knows kind of backstory stuff. And I told her, I was like, this is my favorite guy in baseball. This is my favorite person in baseball. Not my favorite player, not on my favorite team, but he's my favorite guy because of the type of person he is. So I think that's why we can all just kind of give the, you know, the Jeremiah Johnson gif of the head nod approval, which, by the way, most of you don't know that movie. (laughs) Dropped a little nugget there on you. Love it. That's Robert Redford and Jeremiah Johnson giving the little head nod of approval. That's what all of us baseball fans can do for Freddie is just say this is exactly how it should happen for him. Braves fans, get excited for Friday. Contract <laughs> extension incoming. It's got to happen. But look, we, have, I don't, we haven't dove into this game enough yet. Um, can we – you mentioned Freddie Freeman's home run. Can we talk about the absolute Ooh. nuke? Ooh. And I – I know. Look, I'll be hand up. I'll be the first to admit I throw that term around a lot, but this was a nuke. Mm. I saw a tweet that said, "What a gesture by Jorge Soler trying to give the guy up in the the conductor up in the train a souvenir from tonight's game." <laughs> this ball was launched on a slider too. That and immediately they start showing clips of Pujols from 05. 05. Yeah. By the yeah. way, for those who forgot how yeah. long Pujols has been 
kicking <laughs> it. I mean, it was eerily similar. Same park, obviously. Uh, I I can only say so much about this. I mean, the the turn back to the dugout, the drop of the bat, the pounding of the chest, like, hey, let's go ahead and knock this one out right now. Let's go ahead and get this done tonight. Boys riled up in the dugout. It was, ooh. Bro, did you see, speaking of the, the pound in the chest, did you see the angle? Did you see, did you see this angle? Minute made faithful behind him, waving the rally towels. A homie just hits the nuke, and you just see, <laughs> you see, you see orange just disappearing. <laughs> and I tell you what, oh, when man. I saw that, I got chills. <laughs> Which, by the way, now that I'm looking at it, I saw Houston's social media team put out a thing today where it was like, "Wear orange." I'm, I'm not seeing a lot of orange in this in this uh, clip. All the all the orange was this in the goes towels. Back, this goes back to our take when we talked about hostile environments. Hey, I told you Houston look, was not as hostile as you thought. Hey, look, you're absolutely right. Uh, I I feel like I've said hand up a lot recently. I'm, <laughs> hey, I'm 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 owning it. Look. I was not impressed with Minute Maid Park this World Series, and I get it. They didn't have know. a lot to they didn't have a lot to pull for. I, I understand, but you've been in this situation before. You've you've had your backs up against the wall. You gotta give me a little bit better than this. But no, as I've said before, look this, and I, we were talking about it before we hopped on this Atlanta Braves team was a team of destiny. Yeah. This Atlanta Braves team was not losing to any team this postseason, and we can sit here, people can look at us and say, well, you didn't pick the Braves to win this. You didn't pick the Braves. Again, yeah, hand we'll up. We'll be the first ones to tell you. I did not think it was going to happen once this postseason started, but as the series, as the dominoes start falling, you go, no team has beaten this Braves team. No hmm. team. Yeah. Yeah, just a refreshing way to watch baseball. Like I said, Jorge Soler is a, a role player. And he was a like you said a midseason acquisition. Um, by the way, the only only the third midseason acquisition player to ever win World Series MVP. Not to mention tip of the cap to Eddie Rosario, also a midseason acquisition yep. with the LCS MVP. Jock Peterson, reason they got to where they were. So you're talking about Adam Duvall. You're talking about their entire outfield. That was brought in midseason. This Atlanta Braves team. Uh, I'm sorry. Like I just have to. These are the, the, the types of things I have to say out loud to to have them make sense. This Atlanta Braves team won the World Series without Ronald Acuna Jr. It's insane. Like yeah, you can talk. You can talk Soroka. You can talk some other injuries that kind of set them back, but. At the end of the day, you're talking about a, a top five player in baseball. You're talking. You are absolutely right. You're talking about potentially the best player in the National League was not on this team, and they still got it done. Incredible. Yeah, it's Incredible. insane, man. It's insane. Uh, I, it's just they had. That's the identity they had to create for themselves. They got popped in the mouth so many times. Our guy Soroka going down. Not expected to go down. Thought they were going to come get him come back and healthy, and just the ankle goes again. Acuna goes down. Stuff with Azuna goes down. Big pieces, dude. And this team's just said, how do we adapt? How do we figure it out? I'm sure there was plenty of Braves fans 
that looked at the uh, at the trade deadline and said, "Yeah, I mean, I love getting Duvall back, but like, are, are these other guys really going to do it for us?" They did it. They did it. Oof, man, just an incredible, incredible situation. Uh, yeah, Dansby running into a ball. Um, that pitch sequence was a little questionable. He was kind of flying open on sliders quite a bit, and I don't know why the Christian Javier Maldonado combo decided to go fastball up, but that ball was well struck too. Ish. Uh, like you said, just kind of lifeless on the Astros side. Uh, umpire wise, maybe maybe two or three strike three calls that I was like, eh. Actually, I think all went Braves way, but for the most part, great job. There weren't any. There weren't any umpire mishaps. There weren't any. There wasn't anything taking away from this storyline. You know, there wasn't anything weird. There wasn't besides this ankle play. There wasn't anything. You know, the new age baseball wasn't talked about. We didn't talk about Lon Chagel. We didn't talk about the shift getting beat in a weird scenario, right? We didn't talk about all the stuff that we've been talking about for what feels like the last two or three years straight. This was just pure, well-played baseball by a well, a well-organized roster. Well-constructed, well-adapted. Oof. Everything. Everything, dude. Like, you look at this coaching staff and you're like... Oh, I could see I could see at least Ron Washington and Walt Weiss getting some managerial interviews. Eric Young is nobody to forget either over there at first base. Um, I'm spacing on the pitching coach's name. Incredible job. Just through and through. As far as Snicker goes, 40, 40 something years in the organization. Forty years. Works his way up through the ranks. Watches the best. Learns from the best. Bobby Cox is Got to be, got to be close to Mount Rushmore when it when it comes to managers. He he grew up in this organization, learning from that guy, and you could tell that every single guy in that clubhouse is ready to run through a brick wall for him because they love him. The city loves him. This everything was just correct, and I haven't said that about a team in a while. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I was thinking the same exact thing. I was like, I, I it's been a, it's been a minute since I've seen a team. Cons- to use the words we've already used tonight, constructed, adapted. To, uh, I don't think I've seen a team like this in a in a in a good a good minute. Mm-hmm. Just the way from from top to bottom, like you said, you you go yeah. down the entire coaching staff, you go down the ent- literally the entire roster, and you're just like, well done. They showed up, right? Like Austin Riley, we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Austin Riley was like, hey. Are they going to go maybe make a run for Chris Bryant? Are they going to, you know, who's going to play left? Who's going to play third? Is Austin Riley the move moving forward? Should we bring back Josh Donaldson? Like all this stuff was being talked about. And look what he goes out and does. Getting MVP votes. Like everybody just fell into place and they knew what to do and they got it done. It was crazy refreshing to watch. Uh, They talked about Tyler Matzik. Bro was out of baseball a couple years ago. Wasn't even in the game. It's all good stuff. I'm happy about all of it. My my baseball heart, my soul is fulfilled with this dub. I will admit, going into this World Series, despite what I may have said about how I was looking forward to it, this and that, in my heart of hearts, I wasn't all that excited about this particular World Series just with the matchup. I was like, look, either give me 
Give me Sox Braves as the underdog World Series or give me Dodgers Astros. As much as people may hate that, at least it's a storyline. At least it's something we can talk about. But I'm and credit to both teams. Like the, the Astros clearly didn't do what they had to do to make this as interesting as it could have been. Yeah. But their effort combined with mostly the Braves effort gave us at least an enjoyable series. Like I thoroughly enjoyed watching this. Like the, yeah. this Braves team is is definitely a team that I feel like people need to tune into more moving forward just with the things we've already talked about them yeah. being well constructed, them having phenomenal leadership top to bottom. It's I don't know. I I I just thoroughly enjoyed this World Series and I'm glad I was able to to catch as much as I did uh of it um and I mean at the end of the day I'm just glad the Astros lose this World Series and I'm glad that my prediction is shaping out all right. Nationals win 2019 over the Astros. Braves win 2021 over the Astros. I think I have who did I have next? I think I had the was you it the, the Marlins oddly. Was it the Phillies? Yeah, I think Phillies and then Marlins. The 2019 Nationals defeat the Astros in the World Series. 2021 Braves defeat Astros in the World Series. 2023 Phillies over the Astros. 2025 <laughs> Mets over the Astros. 2027 Marlins over the Astros. So we're we're 40% of the way through. <laughs> so at least is just cleaning up. The Phillies are the Phillies are up next. Yeah. Um, and, then I, and then I said in the comments of this post, I said the only real potential error with this plan is the Marlins are definitely going to win a World Series before 2027, if we're being <laughs> honest. If we're being honest. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, dude, I just I, I look at uh, the Astros and big question marks coming up. You know, I think we can all assume Correa is probably moving on. Um, you know, what are they doing pitching-wise? It, it's... They, Lance they, McCullers is going to be the real deal. I think he's yeah. going to be the real deal for a minute. Yeah, which by the uh, way, Kyle Tucker is the real deal. Jordan, those guys are real. McCullers had a tweet this morning. Woke up, he said, uh, "I guess it was early this morning." He says, "Today feels like a great day to win a baseball game." Well, sorry, Lance, that uh, I'll have to wait till March. <laughs> um, yeah, but that Correa thing. Now that you mention it, I hadn't really thought about that until. I mean, I had been thinking about it leading up to the the series and all that, yeah. but just in terms of the last couple of days, hadn't really been thinking about it. It's weird. He's in a weird position because you think you would think if they win the World Series, he probably goes, "Okay, you know what? I can ride off into the sunset. I've I've won this team two World Championships. You can talk about the first, whatever. Put the mm. asterisk, whatever. Um, won this team two World Championships. I'm gonna go get my bag somewhere else and start a new chapter. But also, if you think about it, if you lose, which they just did, he's also in a weird position too because it's like. This kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth. We gave it our best shot, made it to the World Series, didn't didn't quite come up victorious, yada yada yada. Maybe it's time that we uh, dis- we we set our our record as an infield most mm-hmm. what was it most postseason games together. Yeah, we left our mark on this organization. Now it's time for me to move on. So I feel like either way, the more that I think about this and kind of hash this out, like I'm doing right now, I'm I'm pretty sure it's safe to say Carlos Correa is gone. Well, your prediction, I, I see him going to the Phillies. I just feel like that kind of makes sense. I feel like it's the kind of attitude that they can turn into. You know, Bryce Harper kind of toes the line with being like this, I'm trying to be a nice guy. I want everyone to see that I'm nice. While the, a majority of fans kind of look at him as a villain, 
just turn into this kid. <laughs> just go into the <laughs> just go into full villain mode. <laughs> Be the mean the guy. Screen. Keep keep going that route and and let Correa kind of turn everyone into that direction. Um, but yeah, you know maybe maybe we'll see that matchup next year of Correa in the Phillies uniform going over back to Minute Maid. But no, that'll be the, uh, that's that's twenty twenty three. Remember, it's every other. Oh, uh, it's twenty twenty three. Every I other gotcha. year. Um, yeah, I mean the rest of the you know the roster. Yuli Gurriel is uh, you know I think he's thirty eight at this point. Can, so it's like can you can you run that back? Can you say that like five times fast? Yuli Gurriel, Yuli Gurriel, Yuli Gurriel, Yuli Gurriel, Yuli Gurriel. There we go. That... He's like thirty eight, so you know I think those days are about done. No, bro, didn't we already figure this out? You. I swear, it was like this year or last, you thought he was like ancient. I thought he was like, no, I thought he was like 26. Oh, that's right. It was the opposite. <laughs> it was that's the right. opposite. I thought he was young. Yeah. yeah and like, you were like, guy, no, he's 36. And you're I'm like, like, what? You're like, yeah, he's he's like, what, 20, 23, 24? And I looked it up and was like 37. <laughs> well, I didn't realize he didn't even start playing in the MLB until he's like 34, 33. Old dude. Um, but yeah. He played, just, he played for the Yokohama... Dina Bay Stars of the Nippon Professional Baseball League. Nailed that pronunciation. That's a, that's a north. Uh, that's a far cry from the Red Sweaters of Northampton. Yeah, <laughs> he's not even. He's not even close to Sebastian's level. Not even close. Um, uh, yeah, it's just the. I think the window is kind of starting to close with the with the Astros, and it starts with you know their face of their cheating year, their cheating team with Correa moving on. Man, there's just so much I can say about this Braves team. I'm I'm doing my best to kind of like balance it because they weren't the only team in this World Series. But look, I mean, they just won the World Series for the first time since 1995. I mean, it's it's a little hard for me to not want to just dive in full Braves mode here. But uh, Ron Washington, we already mentioned his name. I'm just going down my mental checklist of people we need to address. Ron Ron Washington, I. Look, I, I think I've I've chatted with some Braves fans in the DMs leading up to this series and even during this series, but at this point I'm fully sold on the fact that Ron Washington needs to stay in Atlanta. He's got to stay. You gotta keep him in the role. Don't ever and this isn't a knock on him. Pay I promise him you manager money to stay in that. <laughs> pay him manager money to just windmill the crap out of that lineup next year. And oh, look, yeah. I, this is not I let me let me preface this. This is not a knock on Ron Washington. I think this dude is great for baseball. Oh yeah. But the role he is in right now could not be a better fit for him. Yep. Leave him in that role. Let him and I've said this before, let him focus on improving the skills of these guys day to day yeah. and do not put him in a position where he has to answer the questions or deal with the heat when things get tough. This guy has it made in the shade. Yeah. And there's no reason if you're the Braves that you should want to let him go. Yeah. Um, leave him where he is. Uh, it's clear the relationship he has with his infielders, but specifically Ozzy Albies. I feel like their connection, they could have their own TV show. Those two are tied at the hip and that's the way it needs to be moving forward. Um, yeah, not much needs to happen. Uh, I think I think you got to choose between Rosario and Soler next year. I don't think they bring back both. Um, I would imagine there's going to be some 
so I won't say significant roster changes, but it's always it's always easy to fall into the trap immediately after you win a World Series where it's like, let's run it back next year. Yeah, it's like yeah. the, you you had to take a step back, take a deep yeah. breath, and realize, look, it, it, you built this team for this exact purpose. You accomplished mm-hmm. your goal, but you the league changes, players change, your team changes. You, you're gonna have to make adjustments. So you you'll see some some faces that were up on the stage tonight uh, in different uniforms next year. Well, you're talking about basically their entire outfield for all of the postseason were corner outfield guys. Guys are playing out of position. Jock. Duvall, Soler, Rosario, none of those guys are center fielders. You have to say, you have to say, it's literally written in stone that Acuna is going to be in right. That's his spot. So you can't have four guys for one outfield spot in left field and rotating into a DH role. So it's not it's not going to happen there. Uh, props, By the way, props to Jock for getting back-to-back rings. It's kind of cool, kind of neat there. Um, would like to see him kind of go continue to do his thing. I feel like he's a clubhouse favorite, a fan favorite, wherever he's going to go. Kind of reminds me of like Didi, you know, where like it, no one dislikes the guy. You just, yep. you just like him. Just a fun dude. Um, so yeah, maybe he moves on somewhere. I don't know though. Solaire. I mean, is he like your full-time DH? I don't hate it. That's a great point. You got to take that into consideration. I don't hate it. It looks like he embraced it. When they were playing in, in Houston, seemed comfortable. Speaking of which, I think that was a key thing that Smoltz brought up during the broadcast that was fairly interesting. And he said, I think when the Astros went to Atlanta and they were figuring out the lineup, I think that might have thrown some dudes off a little bit. Made some dudes a little uncomfortable. You know, Jordan having to play left in a, in a stadium he's not familiar with. Kyle Tucker playing center. You know, just kind of weird stuff that, I don't know. Bregman didn't perform, so they slid him down in the lineup. You know, just strange things that I think really affected them. And this could be the last time we ever have that conversation of an AL team visiting an NL ballpark and having to deal with that kind of thought process. This may be the last time we ever talk about it, which is pretty interesting to to think about. Another name that we need to mention, uh, Pablo Sandoval. (laughs) Took one for the team. (laughs) I mean, he, he gets a ring, correct? I don't know how many games did he have. With he that? has to get a ring. Yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing tweets right now saying that he gets a ring. Let's see how many how many games. Let's let's go. Yeah, pull it up. I'm curious how much how over much under old, over under just, 30, 30. 30.5. You're just asking me off the top of my head. Yeah, thirty point. It had. I, I feel like I got to take the over here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go be, under. I'm gonna go I'm, under. I'm gonna be right. genuinely surprised if it's under. Here we go. Pablo is 35, by the way. Did not know that. Pablo. Whoa. Good job. 69 games. Nice. 86 played appearances. Pretty sure like 84 of those were bombs, weren't they? I feel like it's all. He had four home runs. But that was in like a four-game stretch. I (laughs) I was going to say, I I felt like there for a a hot minute, that's all he was doing was just hitting nukes. And then when he was not taking pinch hit ABs, he was just rocking the panda head. Yeah. Love that. Fantastic job. Just through and through. I saw their, uh, how do you say his last name? Anthropolis. Is that right? Alex Anthropolis. Anth- uh, that's that's a world champion. Anth- Anthopolis. Anthopolis. Is there Anthropology. an Anthropology. Anthropology? No, I don't think Archaeology. There is. Indiana Jones. Um, <laughs> and 
Yeah, I saw that he was. He had. Uh, he has COVID. He stuck at home. He wasn't even there to celebrate. So kind of bummed for him on that. But yeah, that guy just did brilliant stuff this year. Everything went went well. Everything, every decision he made went well. And and we have we still we mentioned this when it happened. But the team friendly deals that Acuna and Albies are on are absurd, incredible. Let me pull it up real quick. Let's go while Ozzie you're, Albies. While you're doing that, let me just throw in a little note here. This, again, Nate, you couldn't have been more right with your comments on just this team's professionalism. This man, Alex Anthopoulos, tested positive on Saturday for COVID-19 and told reporters he did not reveal the news until after Tuesday's win because he did not want to be a distraction to his ball club. I mean... Love it. Like you can sit there and look at well, I'm sure most most guys in that position would do the same thing. You don't know that. There's guys that like their team, but they they'd rather have their personal information. They'd like to have all the facts out there for people to know, and they might slip up and say something. But this guy's like, nope, I'm gonna sit on it. Yeah, it's insane. Tough, tough break for him, but that's that's class. Insane. But the fact that he this guy's a genius. I mean, Ozzy Albie's <laughs> seven years, thirty five mil. Ronald Acuna, eight years, a hundred mil. That's that's highway robbery, truly. Acuna's already a two hundred and fifty million dollar player, at least, right? Who are we talking about? Sorry, I missed Acuna. Up. Bro might might be a forty forty guy at some point. I think he's potentially a three hundred million dollar player already. Look, once Ronald Acuna becomes healthy and it's all lights green for that man, open up the checkbook. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is that they still they have two uh, team options at the end of it, which would push it to a ten-year, one hundred and twenty-four million dollar deal. Still a freaking steal. They have plenty of money to work with, plenty of money. And with Soroka coming back, another year with Freed, another year with Ian Anderson, your infield's gonna stay together. Freddie Freeman, how old is Freddie? Freddie Freeman is thirty-two. Give him. That's world champion Freddie Freeman to you. Give him six years. Six years, 140. What do you think? What does that come out to, AV? Uh, 22? Uh, 23? 23 and change. 23 and change. 23.3333333. I think that's fair. Yeah. He's 32. Let him finish it out. Maybe yeah. go five years with a player option at the end. I. I think from an objective standpoint, that seems like a a reasonable deal. But I'm thinking if you're the Braves and you do extend him to a deal five, six, God, even seven years if they want to get ballsy, I think maybe it's one of those deals where they, they pay him to tip their cap for what he's done for this team up to this yeah. point, regardless yeah. how it pans out at the end. Because that's there, there are few guys that you can do Dustin Pedroia is a guy that comes to mind mm-hmm. with that guy whatever that whatever he wants whatever mm-hmm. he wants just because of what he did for the team mm-hmm. up to the point that you extend him Freddie Freeman is a guy that I think you can do that for where it's like look as with most of these long-term deals it's not going to pan out well for us at the end but yeah as a way of saying thank you for what you've done for us here's your check yeah I'm cool with it totally fine I think seven years is a little bit of a stretch I don't. I don't think we need to take him to forty. No, no. I. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. You know how how reckless these deals get sometimes. Yeah, I would go five years with a with a with an option. I think that's fair. And then once that 
once that deal wraps up, you can you can Ryan Zimmerman the whole thing and just piecemeal it year by year and see what he does for you. I would say five for for one twenty five or six for one forty. I think that's doing him well without completely depleting you know your maneuverability with uh, with the contracts. So what else do they want to do? Because they got guys coming. Christian Pache has been a little disappointing so far, but he's talented. This dude Drew Waters that they keep talking about, he's going to do some things. So Travis Darno, bring him back on a two-year deal. Maybe snag Rosario and Soler and then go sure up your bullpen and call good. Run it back. They're probably going to lose Morton, right? Charlie Morton's got to be close to done. Yeah, I would think so. Especially after a broken leg. Charlie Morton, 37. He will be 38 in a week, week and a half. He's getting a ring. Getting a ring. Call it good. Call it good, Uncle Charlie. You did You, you did good. Man, Twitter is just on fire right now. Dusty Baker. I'm just coming I'm just coming across names and quotes and all this other stuff. Dusty Baker is one of the ones at the top of the list here. Look, he had a good run. but Perfect, perfect guy to bring there. We talked about this before. Perfect guy to clean things up. Yeah, that was change the, guy, the image. That was a guy you had to bring in, and I, I think if you keep him around, he can he can bring you right back to the spot. Yeah, I agree. No doubts. No doubts on that. That's and it, that, man. I mean, do we have anything left? What what do we got? Nationals just tweeted out: Visiting clubhouse in Houston is one hell of a place to throw a party. Congrats, Braves. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. You love to see the NL East as much as they beat up on each other to just yeah. band together. Yep. Look, that's coming down. People disagreed with me in the comments, surprisingly, and I get it. Most of it, most of them were NL East fans. But look, America came together to pull for the Braves. True. I I saw countless comments, even just now after the after this game, people saying, "Me, a diehard fan of the blank, fill in with an NL East team." Yeah. cannot dislike Freddie Freeman. So true. And I think that applies for this. The more, I think the more we find out about this Braves team, especially like with the, when that, oh, buddy, that World Series DVD, I I might buy that. <laughs> I'm not even joking. With, with all the little. There's no way it's still coming in a DVD format. Okay, well, the, the, the VHS, when the VHS <laughs> comes out, I might I might buy that because with all the little um just like the little groups they had, like the Burgundy Boys. The Burgundy Boys was news to me. I didn't even realize that was a thing. I had to tap into some Braves fans on on IG and, and find out about about that. But just the little like I said, the key I'm telling you, folks, get whatever team you follow next year to to identify something to rally around. Yeah. From day <clears throat> one. Yeah. And it will pan out. And it can change. I think, you know, we like you talked about the panda head, talked about Jock's Pearls. We've talked about well, now, I mean, all now different a, kinds of stuff. Now is a great time to 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 plug the merch drop. Get that we the had shop. Tonight. Get to the shop. The one shot, the, the one shot, the one shirt I dropped just listed out some of the things that they were rallying around. I had, it's the and shirt. I think it's like the and world champ shirt if you're looking for it on the store. Pink Swords, Windmill Wash, Pearls, Sterile Mall, Waffles, Burgundy Boys, Nut Shack, Night Shift. I mean, they the list goes on and on. Yep. 
of just things that they could tap into for a little extra motivation or or on the flip side a way to stay relaxed and stay the loose perfect the perfect vibe i'm not a big vibe guy you are now the perfect clubhouse energy everything was put together the right way 100 percent. this braves team man I, it really comes back to what we said at the beginning this was just refreshing it really was yeah. and i'm glad we could we could experience it um i mean is there anything we're missing I think we've just about... Not that I can we, think of. I think we just about covered it, man. Seeing pictures now, pictures and I feel and like Granky should have got an at-bat tonight to get the boys going a little bit on the Astros side, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, that's one thing we didn't really address. The The Astros' offense... Yeah, nightmare. You're going to go out and lay an egg in a game in which you have your backs against the wall? Come on. Yeah. What'd they finish Dude. with? Six hits? Hold on, I need to confirm here. Let's pull up the box. Houston Astros, six hits and nothing to show for it. Kind of just scattered around, too. Nothing strung together. You hate to see it. No, I mean, I love to see it, but I love to see it. Also, feel bad, but kind of cool for Snickers' son, who's the hitting coach for the Astros. Yeah, I mean, if uh, uh, the trophy is going home with the sneaker. Probably won't be their hitting coach moving forward. Tough. Does that mean? Is that too soon? No, 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 no. No, That's fine. No, no. Eh, maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, it came down to just executing. Everyone did their job. Everyone did their job. But I think if the Astros had Lance McCullers, this could have been a little bit of a more intriguing series. Um, but they just they ran out of gas, man. They dug themselves in a hole. Their starting pitching dug themselves in a hole, starting with the Red Sox series. And you had to have a feeling that there's just no way that you can battle out that series and be energized and healthy come the World Series. It's not going to happen. So the Braves should be thanking the Red Sox for just absolutely putting it to their starting pitching for the first half of that series. So there's, there's so many aspects to this, but it really is. This is the ultimate team where I've realized it comes down to the right time. It's got to be the right time. The world champion Braves <laughs> were picked by Pakoda to win 79 games and be come fourth in that division they I didn't blow the division out they didn't blow teams out they didn't have some crazy run differential they had one guy who was in the mvp conversation but for the most part everyone kind of did their job this was about a team getting hot at the right time and that's what the narrative is of this world series and, and again kind of touching on it from what we started with that's what makes me happy we're not talking about the the payroll we're not talking about how one guy carried them through all this. Let's be honest. I, I don't think Austin Riley is going to win the MVP this year. So we, we're not going to say that an MVP got them to this position. This is a team that's just like, get me in. I'll show you what we can do. Believing in the guy next to him kind of mentality. That's what it was. And that, I think, is what is so refreshing. And you're, and you're not talking about a perennial Cy Young leading this staff. Max Fried might get one. But it wasn't a Scherzer. It wasn't a Kershaw. You know what I mean? This was a this was a perfect storm that struck at the right time for an organization that's done everything the right way. And and when we're talking about games in Atlanta, who's showing up? You got Chipper Jones sitting third row, hanging out with Andrew Jones. Maddox is there. As much as he has to stay unbiased, Smoltz is there. But you have an, you have 
guys that care about this organization. And it just seems like that is what they look for to build around. All the more reason why Freddie's not going anywhere. Because that is your cornerstone. That is your Chipper Jones. That is your Dale Murphy. And and they did it for the freaking king, man. Hank Aaron passing away at the beginning of this year. Our king. Baseball's king is definitely a part of this ring, too. It really it really comes down to that, that line from Moneyball where he says, how can you not be romantic about baseball? It's stuff like this where you just can't watch the events play out the way they do and not think that there's something special about this game or I mean, this really applies to sports in general, but when you look at it from a baseball perspective, like, come on, man, the Braves, the Atlanta Braves who let's give them credit at the start of the season, they were in good shape, but just the way that this season developed, you're sitting there thinking, man, it would have been, we wrote them off. Look, we most of baseball wrote him off. We wrote him off absolutely. And as as the the decline as it were appeared to progress, we're sitting there going, man, it would have been awesome to see him do it for the king, but it, he just you just can't see this turning around. And here we are. We talking sorry, about going. here here we are episode 248. The Atlanta Braves are World Series champions. <laughs> one more, one more gut punch. That the fact that they got the the city got the wild or the All Star game ripped away from them. The, Which great job, Braves fans that showed up in Houston. They got those boos out there when Manfred showed up to the podium. Love that. Love that. But you're talking about another gut punch, and and I get it. I understand. We're not going to go down the politics path, but that game not being there took millions and millions of dollars away from local businesses and lifelong brave fans for an opportunity to show off their new ballpark on the national stage. And they get to get to go see guys that they may not get an opportunity to see. Otherwise that was, that chance was taken away from them. And their boys made sure that those small businesses that got dealt a punch, they're going to be doing just fine. They're going to be popping off on Friday. Oh boy, that's not closed. Is, I, would, I would probably be closed for business. That, I'm going close for business. Going to the parade. That yeah, that's gonna be like a small town, ta- small Texas town on a Friday <laughs> night. Yeah, sorry, we're at the game. We're at, we're Friday night lights, baby. We'll see you at the parade. Um, but I mean, yeah, th- this Atlanta Braves team had every reason not to be here, and it would have been understandable. Yep, they had, wouldn't have blamed them. They had every excuse to not do what they did and they did it anyway and that my friends is why baseball is so great 100 percent. couldn't have said it better myself it's all i got my friend unless you got anything else let's uh let's put a let's put an end to this 2021 season we'll be back we're we're not we're not done by any stretch we'll be back uh i don't know this is our second recording of the week so we'll probably be back next, next week. week. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of a catch our breath. Let's hit the reset button. Maybe evaluate any moves or not moves, but just events or storylines that transpire over the next uh, handful of days with everything kind of settling down. Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll figure it out from there. We've got some things lined up. We got some interviews lined up for uh, next month uh, to kind of get you guys through the end of the calendar year. 
Um, but as of right now, um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, talking more baseball, talking, uh, like I said, events and anything that transpires. We will have a season recap, hopefully, where we where we're, like we've done before, where we get to look back on the the year as a whole, talk about things that happened, things that didn't happen, this and that. Uh, but other than that, like I said, that's all I got. Be sure, Braves fans, to visit the shop, visit the store, the three zero takepodcom slash store. Go you. You can find the link. You'll you can find all the merch on social media. So check out Instagram, check out Twitter, check out Facebook, wherever you're at. You can find all the World Series merch there, and you can find it at our website. And you know what? Load up. Holidays are coming up. Yeah. Why not just knock out your your shopping? Yeah. Now? Like, what better way? Support the pod. Yeah. And just help yourself out. You don't have to. You don't have to stress out. Come. December where you're like, Oh, that everybody's, everybody's been there. You panic, you hit the, you hit the panic button. You're going, Oh God, what do I get for these people? What do I get for these people? What your team just won the world series. Why not get your friends <laughs> and family, the merch that acknowledges it. That's it. That is it. Well, I mean, for me, I got nothing else. The Braves didn't do it. So you shouldn't either. Don't go chasing curveballs. We love y'all. And as always looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon until next time. Stay filthy.